Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, you're walking around thinking that the world owes you something cause you're here. You're going out the world backwards like you did when you first come here. Keep talking about Welcome back to the 10th year of STL United Soccer Sunday on KFNS 590 The Fan. Edmundo here, and now a guy that's a lot older than me, your host, Tom Schwartz. Hey, Tom, did you know you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts? Thanks for the reminder, Edmundo. Okay, now it's time for... The second part of my conversation with Mike Sorber the other day, who is the uh, a coach at uh, LAFC, Jump for LA Football Club, Ole Ole. And with no further ado, we're going to take back to our conversation with Mike Sorber about the MLS. Mike Sorber, how you doing, Michael? Hey, Tom, I'm doing great. Good to be back with you. Yeah, great. Okay, you know, you might have heard we're getting an MLS team. And I yeah, thought, that's great. That's great news for the city. Amen, brother. So I thought I'd ask you, You were were you in the first, when did you start playing in the MLS? Yeah, 1996, uh, which was the first year. Um, I wasn't there for the home opener. I was still playing in Mexico. So once the league started in, in MLS, like in April, and I was finishing up in May. So I got back around June. Um, for my first game in Kansas City. You still remember that, I guess? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, actually a game against Columbus. Shane Battelle was one of my teammates with St. Louis University and Brian McBride. And, uh, yeah, they were playing on that team. It was a wild and crazy game. We ended up winning the game, and I scored one of the goals. So that was was one of the highlights for sure. All right, well, Mike, what I want to talk to you about today is, you know – people need to start thinking about the MLS. And again, what are the major changes that you have seen from that time in 19, the first game in June, 1996 till now? Yeah. Look, the, uh, there's more teams in the league. There were only 10 back then. Now there are 27. We now, well, back then we played in football stadiums and now we have soccer specific stadiums. And really the, the, the level of play and the you know the salaries that the players make adds to the quality of play because you're able to attract more and better players so you know in in each community as well people understand that they have a franchise that they have a a pro sports team uh, not just baseball or football basketball or hockey now uh, soccer clubs are are recognized and it's on the 
in the newspaper, on the TV. So the relevance of the clubs is is much bigger and, and has a better presence within the community. So in, in all regards, it's really grown and come a long way in a short period of time. Yeah, it's remarkable. And what do you attribute that to? The World Cup and, and the U.S. national team, I think, had a big influence on and not just the men's team, but also the women's team mm. um, and, and and the women's team's success with, with winning the Olympics or winning World Cups. You know, you see it every four years when it when it's on TV, you'll see, you know, bars full of Americans watching the games, uh, house parties. And so soccer has has become. Uh, a piece of a, a lot of people's lives. I think millennials have helped that. It's they're not just into baseball or American football. They've they've identified with with soccer, and yeah, I think in all ways that's helped grow the sport. So in the league itself, what are the toughest places to play? LAFC is one of the toughest for <laughs> sure. I think <laughs> our Jump stadium sold football. out. We have our supporters group, the thirty two fifty two. They basically they're loud from the time you walk out for the warm-up until when the game's over. It doesn't matter if we're winning or losing. If we score or we give up a goal, they just continue. And so the, the atmosphere and the environment is tremendous. You know, now if we talk about field conditions, Seattle and Portland, they have good supporters as well, but they play on, on turf. So yeah. that makes a big difference. That's a totally different game that uh explain yeah, explain I, the differences to to the person yeah, the, who the bounce is totally different the roll is totally different the ball is bouncy the ball rolls slower uh when you run on it it doesn't have the same feel so yeah if, if you play on that consistently i think you get used to it and you learn the little nuances of that but if, if you only play on it you know, once or twice a year when you go and play those teams, there's such a difference that it's a, it's an advantage to those teams. So look, I wish all the teams in MLS would play on natural grass because again, I, I think the consistency of a field is important when you talk about the quality of play and, and trying to, to make the game better and, and again, create a product that the fans really enjoy watching and are excited to see. Well, I certainly agree with you, and I hate seeing those little puffs of black, whatever it is, rubber. Yeah, the little rubber pellets. They call that splash. Splash. How can that be good for anybody? You know, I mean, it's just I just can't believe that that's a good thing to be in your lungs or <laughs> any part of you, or bruises, yeah. or cuts. Or, I mean, they've done the scientific studies. They say it's they say it's safe. Safe. So sure. I don't know. Sure. So in terms of the the type of player, I heard this discussion recently, and I'm curious to get your idea, is that of people being concerned about MLS being, uh, for lack of a better term, a breeding ground for the CONCACAF teams to build their national teams. Do you have any response to that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about that at all. I think that's in, in media terms, I guess that gives uh, something to talk about a platform for something to talk about, but <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. I mean, 
uh, it's been a platform for young American players to play, to be a part of professional clubs from Gio Reina, who was at NYCFC. Never played for the first team in New York, but then ended up going to Dortmund, and, and now he plays there. But you have a Brendan Aronson, who I worked with with the Philadelphia Union, and now he's at Red Bull Salzburg. So it's a from the academy you know, playing with USL teams and then with the first team potentially, look, it's a great platform for the American players to to have opportunities to develop and and either play in MLS or, yeah, get sold somewhere in Europe and, and go there. So the idea that I think financially the, the player that comes from CONCACAF, which is Costa Rica, Honduran, Guatemalan, nations yeah they they fit the into the salary cap in a good way but i'm not sure that we're really developing those players in any way it sounds to me like you're arguing almost the opposite yeah yeah it's it just happens to be like a hot button topic to discuss but for me it's honestly a waste of time (laughs) so where do you look forward to going with the team what cities or what stadium or yeah, I mean, look, most of most cities uh, have they either have brand new stadiums coming online. You know, Columbus right. built a new stadium. It's going to be exciting to go down to Austin. Austin, they're new in the league this year. Nashville is building a stadium. Cincinnati just opened their stadium. The existing stadiums, you know, from the Galaxy, Red Bull, uh, Philadelphia, pretty much. All the stadiums, um, but besides the the NFL stadiums, which are New England and Seattle and Atlanta, there's three NFL stadiums right now. Currently, uh, two of those are are again AstroTurf, which I yeah. I don't prefer. But they get they get good crowds. They can get fifty to sixty thousand people in there. So there's a nice blend and a nice mix. But they're really they're really all good to be uh, a part of and to play in. So. We've got a couple minutes left. A person coming to a game in a couple, three years in St. Louis, what should they expect to see quality-wise? Who, Regardless of who the opponent is, what what are they going to see that was, will surprise them? Yes, I, I think the, the first thing is the, the number of people that are, ex, are excited to go to a game to see a, a full stadium, I think, you know, when St. Louis opens, I'm sure, and I would pretty much guarantee that it's going to be sold out, oh, and yeah. it's going to be electric when you walk through the door. There's going to be a buzz and an excitement to say, yeah, let's see what this is about. So to describe it, yeah, when the players walk out there, they're they're competing. There'll be some good plays and some bad plays. You know, the beauty of sport is it's unpredictable. Yeah. The beauty of, of soccer is, it's really unpredictable. It, it's a game of capitalizing on mistakes. So it can be corner kicks, free kicks. It can be in the flow. Uh, you'll see a little bit of everything. And because you don't know what's going to happen, yeah, that's that's the exciting part. You, you don't. Yeah, nobody has any idea what the team's going to look like in St. Louis. Um, they don't have a coach. They don't have a player to date. Yet there's a buzz about the construction going on downtown it's by Union Station and it's the stadium and look at it, it's going to have a roof and again, it'll be loud, it'll be full of energy and there'll be a ton of soccer people there. 
especially in St. Louis, there'll be a lot of experts telling everybody what should have <laughs> happened, what could have happened, and what they would do to make it better. So that'll be the best part. <laughs> Mike, I don't think there's a better place to end this discussion than right there. The great Mike Sorber. Thank you very much, sir. Great, Tom. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Name? Felix. Date of birth? November 5th, 1986. Tracking current location. Can I have a taste of your ice cream? Here's what you said last month. Folks, Edmundo here, reminding you that you're listening to Soccer Sunday on KFNS 590 The Fan. And you know what? You can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts. So why don't you get right on that? All right, folks, pretty good advice from Apple. Protect your privacy, would you? Hey, this is something a little bit different than uh, minding your own business. I'd like to ask you to pray for a friend of mine. Pray to whomever, whatever, however you do it. Meditate. Please take a moment of your precious time and send good thoughts the way of my very, very, very dear friend who is not doing well and I really think a lot of the positive vibrations can help him so please do me that favor would you hey on uh, for the summer we're trying to do shows that are not time specific so you know it might be August and we're talking about an upcoming Euro match Please listen anyway. My guests are pretty darned good. Uh oh, there's the super secret text line. Well, how about that? It's from Amy Schwartz and Sarah Farabi wishing me a happy Father's Day. And I got to tell you what Father's Day, more being a father, has meant to me. It's totally changed my life. I never believed there could be anything like it. It was a struggle continually when the kids were young because I had no clue what was going on. Fortunately, as listeners to this show know, I'm married way above my pay grade. And uh, for some reason, I've had this incredible relationship with these two human beings who have basically taught me about life, taught me who I am, and provided me with grandkids. Something I, I just never, I, I never considered. I never really thought I'd live that well, that, that long or certainly 
that well. Uh, to me, it's what it's all about. To be Charlie and Noah's papa, it's just the ultimate thing in my life. Ladies, I want to thank you for letting that happen. Come on, Ed. Wake up. Hey folks, Ed Mundo here again, and guess what? We gotta go. The show's over. You've been listening to STL United Soccer Sunday on KFNS 590 The Fan, presented by Mark Niemeyer of NGK Law Firm. And to get a hold of them, go to ngklaw.com. They're a St. Louis law firm with local roots and nationwide results. You know, you can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts too, so why don't you do it? And, and, check us out on kfns.com. Over and out. Tommy. Can you hear me? Well, I can hear you, Edmundo. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.